Thank you for joining me. My name is Jenna Fortinsky, and welcome to my podcast, Simply Jenna. I am a registered psychologist and owner of Simply Counseling Services, a private counseling group in Calgary, Alberta. In working with my clients, I have noticed that I offer something different. The difference is simplicity and balance. I want to share that with you using this platform. Join me as we discover together how to keep it simple. Welcome to episode three, expectations in a relationship. Ooh, now that's a way to start an episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. Me too. I think it's going to be a really good conversation. Yes. So Nikki, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I was actually thinking to myself today that I was reflecting on the fact that one of our first episodes, we talked about happiness and then the link between happiness and gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking to myself today about how just in this space of being in COVID, mm-hmm. how grateful it's made me for the things that we've been missing out on this mm-hmm. whole time that we've been under these restrictions and this crazy world that we've been living in. Yeah. And so I was thinking to myself today about like, I'm actually excited about when these restrictions lift and how different our lives are going to look. And it really made me grateful for yeah, everything that we've been kind of missing out on in this past, you know, however many months it's been now, almost a year, actually, we're coming up close yeah. to a year. Right? Yeah. So it's interesting how that has been sort of floating around in my mind about how things are going to look and yeah. how grateful I am for everything that we got to do pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And now we're just going to look like sort of post-COVID, right? So Yeah. It goes back to that saying of you never appreciate something until maybe it's gone. Totally. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it's, it's just makes for, makes for totally different outlook yeah. for the, over the next few months anyway. I hope anyway, it's going to be a few months. Yeah. I like that it um, kind of forces everybody to be more in the moment and to really truly appreciate those small moments that we have with family yes. or with, with loved ones or yeah. being able to do the outdoor activities um, or even indoor activities and just, you know, really enjoying those moments and to use that, like we talked about in the yes. happiness episode, yeah. to fuel, you know, some of the darker moments in our life. Exactly. Right? And to give you that light of like, this yeah. is what's this is what I have to look forward to, yeah. right? I can go get my hair done. Yes. And I can get my eyebrows done. Yes. And I can go have a bottle of wine yes. with my girls on yes. Wine Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those are the things that definitely are, you know, that I – took for granted. And now I'm thinking, okay, like, I'm really grateful that I had those opportunities. And now I'm going to look forward to them again. Yeah. So no, I like that. So today, though, like you said, at the beginning of the episode, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be focusing on relationships, yes, needs and expectations in relationships. Yeah. So to kick (laughs) us off, uh, we've sort of set a trend with our first two episodes. And I think we're going to do the same here with this one. Uh, by talking about defining, what are we talking about when we talk about needs and when we talk about expectations? So should we maybe start with what's the difference between the two? What's the difference between having a need in a relationship and, and having an expectation in a relationship? I think that's a really good place to start. So um, needs, I think this the simplest way to put it, which is what I want to continue to focus on is a need is something that is internal to us. And an expectation is maybe something that we place on other people. Okay. So I think that's the easiest way to explain it. And I want to keep it in that very simple definition for purposes 
that we're talking about today. And is it normal, and I use air quote air quotes around normal, mm-hmm. is it normal to have both in a relationship? Is that okay to have both in a relationship? It's normal to have both. Okay. Um, the okayness is to be discussed. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that gets us going then. Yeah. Okay, so then why don't we start with, so what are some examples? Mm-hmm. Can you give me some examples of what is a need and what is an expectation? Yeah. So I think needs and expectations um, are can be used interchange- interchangeably. Um, however, I think that there's, we can have needs and expectations for the same categories or the same, um, same labels. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Thank you. Um, so, uh, for me, like some of the things that I've highlighted are like, we can have physical needs and expectations. We can have social needs and expectations, financial, emotional, practical roles, um, things that look at growth and change, parenting, um, faith. So there's lots of different categories that we can look at okay. and um, we can have needs and expectations within all of those. So get me down to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. What is a physical need or a physical expectation? Okay. So a physical need um, can look can look like, um, you know, I really want my partner to, um, or I appreciate it. It helps me when my partner holds my hand. Okay. Right. An expectation would be, I expect my partner to hold my hand at all times. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, let's take social, for example. Okay. Right? So a social need would be, um, it's important to me that I am able to get out and, you know, be around my friends, mm. and, you know, once or twice a week. And that's something that's very important to me. An expectation would be, I expect that my partner comes along with me. Okay. To my social engagement engagements, and I expect that that partner um, is engaged in the social activity mm. as well. Okay. Um, if we look at, for example, financial, um, so financial need would be, it's really important to me that we always maintain a balance of $1,000 in our account. Mm. And that's something that's always kept me safe, and I feel like it's um, something that's very important to me. And maybe an, a financial expectation would be, I expect my partner partner to make X amount of dollars per year. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think like if we look at each one of those categories, it's easy to identify what is the actual need, which would pertain to yourself. And an expectation would typically look at what you expect of your partner. So somebody outside of yourself. Okay. Okay. I think that that makes sense for sure. And so why... Why do we have needs and why do we have expectations? Hmm. Why do they exist? Well, I think um, it's important to have needs. And I think expectations are part of a relationship because we want the relationship to grow and change. And we want to set out goals for what we want in a relationship. Okay. So part of that is identifying our own needs and also identifying maybe some expectations that we have of a partner or hopes that we have in a partner when we start a relationship. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And it's so it's and I think in a way it's human nature Mm -hmm. to have, you know, to have the needs, obviously, but to also have those expectations a little bit, too. Right. Yeah. So it's, again, quote, Air, uh, air quotes, yeah, sort of normal, yeah, to have those needs and those expectations, yeah. Okay, and so how do we go about setting our expectations? What influences that? Like how how does 
that get determined what needs and what expectations we're going to have in a relationship. So I think um, on a very basic level, um, when we enter a relationship, we bring a lot of stuff to the relationship. So that would be, you know, what our experience has been in terms of seeing other relationships or experience in other relationships. Um, so if we go um, even more basic, that starts with the relationship of your primary caregivers. Okay. So being a part of that relationship, seeing how that relationship is um, formed, how they interact with each other, um, we start to form our own ideas of whether what they're doing is right or wrong, whether it feels good or feels bad. And we take that information and then we apply it to the relationships that we enter into in our life, right? So more specifically, we're talking about romantic relationships, right? Okay. Um, so when we talk about our primary caregivers and the romantic relationships that they were in, we look at what worked, what didn't work, or what we saw as working and not working. Mm -hmm. And we take that information and we start to formulate our own ideas and bring that into our first romantic relationships. Okay. And we see how it goes. It's a little bit of a test. Okay. And then the next relationship. So we learn a little bit in that relationship and we see, okay, well, I know, you know, my primary caregivers did this and I'm going to give it a go and see if it works or if it doesn't work, or this is what I want to change to break the cycle. Um, and then every relationship we enter, we learn more either about ourselves or what we want in a partner. Okay. Okay. And so it's just the natural progression of hopefully learning and wanting to do better or wanting to learn more about ourselves and learn more about the partners we're with and carrying that through to each relationship until we find the relationship that we think we can maybe stay in for a longer period of time. So what happens if you're a person who maybe doesn't have that insight though? What if you are going through your relationships and you don't know that you've had certain things, you know, you weren't aware of the relationship that happened with your primary caregiver. Mm -hmm. um, and so you don't really know what impact that is having on your relationships. What, what, what does that look like then? What happens for that person? I think what usually happens is that, and I think it's very normal to not have, you know, specific insight mm -hmm. when you're in a relationship to say like, oh, this is what mom and dad did, or this is what mm -hmm. mom and stepdad did or whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think it's all happening on maybe a subconscious level. Okay. And um, so what I've seen with clients that I've worked with in private practice is that once we're able to maybe explore what's happening for them a little bit deeper, then they realize that there is a connection to what's happening okay. with their primary caregivers. So I do think it's normal for us to maybe not identify on a very conscious level that it's something that's happened with our primary caregivers. Okay. Um, however, I think it's normal for us to maybe identify patterns that are happening in relationships that we're having over a period of time. And for us to say, oh, well, you know, like in this relationship, this happened. And then in the next relationship, this happened. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And to start to see that maybe there's a little bit of a pattern that's forming, good or bad, mm -hmm. that patterns can be good or bad. Right. Mm -hmm. And for us to focus in on, okay, so what role am I playing in that? Okay. Okay. And so what other things sort of influence 
how we're we're establishing those needs and those expectations. So you've talked about the the relationship, the early relationships that we have in life. What else kind of comes into play? Like I'm thinking in terms of, and I think you touched on this maybe last week in our episode last week um, about comparisons, mm-hmm. starting to make comparisons. Maybe mm-hmm. what we see in the media, mm-hmm. what we see in movies, mm-hmm. especially fairy tale movies. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So how do those things sort of influence, do they influence how we form our expectations and our needs? Absolutely. And I think that goes back to the generational component that we talked about in the last mm. episode is, okay. is what our generation is experiencing. And I think the generations behind us is that we are very much influenced and fueled by what we see, you know, in the palm of our hands, on the TV screen, right. um, and, you know, conversations that we have with our peers, right? And it's, easy to evaluate and compare our relationship based on what we see around us. Okay. And I think that's the knee-jerk reaction. And I think that that's the easy evaluation rather than looking internally and saying, am I happy with what's happening in my relationship? And so how do you do that though? Mm. How, like how, if you don't, if you don't have anything to compare it to, if you're a person that thinks that you don't have anything to compare it to, mm-hmm. what does that look like to force yourself to look inward? What are you comparing it to then? So I think what you're, what you're wanting to look at and how do we compare is by looking at our values. Okay. And looking at what's important to me. So although you may be, may see your best friend's, you know, partner does all the things and, you know, cooks you dinner and does the laundry and, um, you know, just does everything that maybe your partner doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. And you're focused on um, that that's th- maybe that would be fulfilling or that's something that you want. Mm-hmm. But if you really looked inside and you said, you know what, actually, my partner sits down and asks me every day, how do I feel and Mm. what's happened for Mm -hmm. me and um, what's important to me? And my partner attends to my physical needs, my social needs, Mm -hmm. my emotional needs, but maybe he doesn't clean the whole house, Mm -hmm. right? So really looking in on what's important to me, what's important to me. And that's how we evaluate and guide our own relationships instead of what's happening for my friends, what's happening in the media, what's happening on TV, um, what's happening with my neighbors. So there's so many things that we can easily compare to, but the harder work is definitely looking at what's happening for you inside. And I think that's such an important point to make about the values piece, because it's very much in line with what we were talking about at our, on our last episode as well, mm-hmm. right? Around balancing and 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 creating our priorities. And it's the same messaging around knowing your values, sticking to them and understanding what, how much of a role they actually play in your life. Yes. And that key piece of really doing that self-reflection, I think is really important too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Awesome. Um, And so what about, here's a tricky one. Mm We're, as humans, we're growing, we're changing all the time. There's uh-huh. things that are happening to us. There's choices that we're consciously making that change that force us to change. Now, how does that play into my needs and my expectations in a relationship? Because maybe as I'm growing and I'm changing, my needs and ex- expectations are changing too. For sure. Is that okay? Yes. Yes. So what happens then? What, yeah. what do I do then in, in a relationship setting? So I, I want to be very clear that, you know, one of my 
things that I always say to my clients is that, you know, when you're standing, you know, either at the altar or in front of the JP or wherever your situation is, is that, you know, the caveat should be is that, you know, your love is supposed to change and grow. Mm. Okay. That's supposed to happen. Okay. So I know for myself, I am not the same person that stood at that altar, you know, five years ago. Of course. I've grown, I've changed. Yeah. And um, in some ways, good, maybe in some ways, not so good in terms of my partner's eyes, right? Right. Um, but for me, my needs have certainly changed and grown since then. Okay. So yes, totally normal. And I think that it should be that your needs are changing and growing as you continue in a relationship, whether you're married or not, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. Is that if you're in a committed relationship, your needs should change and grow. And I think that's part of keeping a relationship interesting and also, um, you know, looking at how you contribute to the relationship and how you can do better and be better. Okay. So what happens? How do you do that? How do you navigate that? If you are aware of something significant is changing, Mm -hmm. now what do I do? Yeah. So my famous last words will be communication. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is the ticket. That is the ticket to ride through and through. Okay. And I think it's also... um, the most difficult ticket mm-hmm. to ride. Um, it's very costly and it's very draining. And it's um, also, there's an element of danger to communication, right? right. So there's um, a lot of risk with being communicative about your expectations, your needs, whatever is changing and growing inside of you. So, um, but communication is the ticket to ride. Okay. And I think... We'll likely get into this in our, we're going to tease you a little bit here, but we're going to end off this episode pretty quick and we're going to dive into another episode, um, but we're going to leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And one of and one of the things that we're going to cover is this piece around communication and because mm-hmm. it is so important and so key for relationships. And we will talk about that in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, mm-hmm. I just want to touch on, I want to give you two scenarios and I want you to tell me, give me the basics of okay. what... How we can help our listeners. So scenario one, let's say you're a person who's entering into a new relationship with somebody. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give that person when it comes to setting those expectations and those needs? So I think when you're starting a new relationship is to make communication a normal part of the relationship. Okay. So to set the relationship up in a way that talking about, you know, whether it be um, what your dreams are for the future or, you know, what you've experienced in your past to make that part of the relationship so that the door for talking about the harder stuff is open. Okay. And the harder stuff is needs and expectations. Okay. Um, Advocating for yourself is difficult, but it doesn't have to be. And so how we navigate that is by opening that door early. So talking about, you know, what we want for the future, what we've experienced in our past, um, what our hopes and dreams are, and just opening that door for communication as a basic part of the uh, relationship. So it's almost like you're setting up a need or an expectation that you're going to be talking about your needs and expectations as a part of the relationship. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Got it. Yes. Okay. So now what do you say to somebody who's been in a long-term relationship and maybe they've never discussed needs and expectations before? Mm-hmm. Now what? Yeah. So that's going to be harder for sure, mm-hmm. because there's obviously norms that have developed within that relationship that maybe communication isn't something that happens very easily. So I would say start very small. Start small, start slow. What does that mean? So that means maybe you would say to your partner when they're doing something that you like, you could say, hey, I really appreciated that. Uh, Okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like it when you take the garbage out. I like it when you um, were able to fix our car or um, I appreciate it when you hold my hand. That feels good. Okay. Start small. Okay. Start small. Give a little bit and just test the waters, right? Um, I think that's the easiest way to ease into that conversation. Um, More information will be given in the next episode (laughs) about how you can navigate this. But I think that that's a good way to start. And that's a good way to kind of get the ball rolling for people that are either starting new relationships or people that have been in a relationship for a long time. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So let's wrap it up here then. Cause we okay. do, we, we did say that we wanted to keep our episodes sort of short. Um, so we, we, in the spirit of sticking to that promise, um, we're going to end here and just, uh, as we said before, give you a bit of a heads up that in our next episode, we will be talking more about the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. of, you know, expectations and needs and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Hang on for just a few days, and then we'll be airing that episode for you to listen to. So to keep with our um, way of doing things, Mm -hmm. I want to close with a quote that we found, and it's from Brené Brown. Connection is the energy that is created between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment. Thank you for listening to this episode. I wanted to share some important information before we let you go. While this podcast will give you strategies to use in your life, it is certainly not a replacement for attending therapy or seeking your own support. There will always be limits to what we can do on our own when it comes to mental health. And while we can give you tools and strategies, we know that they will not always work for everyone. There is value in telling your story and being heard. If you have tried the strategies we discussed and you're still feeling stuck, please reach out to us at Simply Counseling Services. Visit our website at www.simplycounselingservices.com for the services we offer and to learn about the other services that are free. You can also submit your topic ideas for this podcast on this website as well. Thank you again for joining us and we are looking forward to our next time together. Take care of yourself.